Hey, I would like to welcome everybody to our first official podcast on Anchor. The name of our podcast is Out of Bounds. I'm one of your many co-hosts. We're just regular general sports fans, couch sports fans, that thought it would be cool to bring our uh, perspective about different topics in the sports world. Um, We having fun with it. And we hope everybody enjoys what we're putting down. Uh, this is, like I said, this is our first official um, podcast on the Anchor app, and we're really excited to get started. So, with that being said, we got a we got some hot topics today for our show. Some good topics, I think, that uh, we go touch over. Uh, we're gonna go into the NFL a little bit. Uh, our Super Bowl uh, reaction from the Super Bowl. Um, NFL free agency, um, how the Super Bowl loss, I think, affects a certain player. We'll get into that. We'll get into Tom Brady losing another Super Bowl and if it affects his legacy or not. And, of course, we have to touch on the NBA trade deadline, deadline massacre. We have to touch on that and how the teams have shaped up as far as Cleveland. Are they still the favorite in the East? Did they go down a notch? We'll touch on that also. Um, let's go around. Let's everybody, uh, Jim and, and KG. Uh, KG, you can start first. Give yourself an intro. Let the people know who you are. Uh, hey, everyone. Just a diehard Red diehard Bulls fan. And I, right now, So, this, I, I'm a sports junkie. Everything that does has something to do with sports, down to the stats, and especially sports. It's historic stats. Argue about it. Hey, Jim, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, give him an introduction. Let let him know who you are, brother. Hey, this is Jimmy. I'm a Stiller fan, a Lakers fan. A Pirates fan, a Penguins fan, a Syracuse Orange fan, Oregon Duck fan. Yo, I like all sports. I don't mind talking sports. I talk about just about anything. I'm from Maryland. Hey, we just here to have fun, make y'all happy. And that's pretty much it. You know, like I said, we we simple sports fans that. I love the idea of a platform giving us an opportunity to speak on a hot button topics. Myself, lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, um, hometown teams, Wizards. Uh, I do root for the Redskins just because they're the hometown team. I hear about them all the time on the radio. You can't go around in this town without seeing a Redskin or a Cowboys jersey. So, um, And like I said, just a general sports fan, Terps for life. Anything. If the Terps are playing go karting, I'm rooting for the Terps. I'm a Terps fan for life. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Any, like I said, anybody that's listening, um, please favor the station, share it if you like it, call in, let us know how we did. We really appreciate it. We're going to jump right into the NFL, fellas. I want y'all reaction from the Super Bowl, and since this is our third or fourth take on this, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier about a certain co-host. A certain co-host on here 
calling Nick Foles a game manager. And he went out there in the whole playoffs and proved that I can play any type of way you want me to play. You, you want to grind it out, we can play that way. If you want me to to throw darts right on the bullseye and, and carve you up, I can do that also. I think that that Super Bowl performance that he put out against the Patriots was probably one of the most impressive performances sports-wise um, we've seen. Um, it, it, to come in and to take over a team and not play with these guys all year. Uh, Nick Foles is a good quarterback, period. Well, I, I, that's my personal opinion. I thought he was a good quarterback, but I think that game took him, whether he can be consistent with it or not in the future, like right now you have to put him probably top 10 quarterbacks right now in the league. And I want to get y'all guys' uh, uh, thoughts on that. What do y'all think about that Super Bowl performance, the Super Bowl period, <clears throat> and uh, particularly Nick Foles? Jim, what do you think? Look, man, I actually enjoyed it. I, you know, I wasn't going to watch too much of it because I didn't care about neither team. You know, and uh, Nick Foles, I, you know, I had some confidence, but I figured the overall the Pats would uh, take it out. But, man, I mean, from the start of the game, he took them downfield to score seven. And then it just got into a little back and forth where nobody could you know, slow anybody down. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't no defense. It was all offense. Very good Super Bowl. And and, and Foles, you know, he did what he's supposed to do. He threw some nice darts, man, to uh, Jeffries, Aguilar. Ertz got into it. Um, you know, you can't forget the running back. Uh, Clement, I think his name is. Yep. You know, it was it was a couple of um, iffy calls. You know, I think that Clement's touchdown was uh, really not a touchdown because he bobbled it. And um, and it's Zach Ertz, I, I thought that was a touchdown because he became a runner. He took like three steps, then dove, so he became a runner. But the Eagle defense, they kept kept getting close to um to Brady, whereas uh the uh Pats couldn't get close to Foles. Foles had plenty of time to do what he needed to do. But uh, every time the Eagles get close, Brady just launched it in the air. But it, it just kind of baffled me that. These guys were wide open when he was throwing it up. <laughs> you know, it was just nowhere near the wide pass wide receiver was there a, a Eagles defender. And and when it comes to Gronk, it don't even matter who's around Gronk. He just he just boxed you out and and went you know one on one and high pointed the ball. It was just like it was just too much for him. But overall, it was a great game. You know, you probably could ask for nothing better. Uh, a thousand yards between both teams. I mean, they were just lighting it up, man. Nothing more you could ask for, you know. And they pulled it out at the end with the uh with the strip sack. So yeah, I thought it was a great game. Yeah, they they were chipping at Brady all game, and and was a couple of times where you could see um they were getting close to him, and like you said, every time and that and I guess that's just um. Uh, just the greatness of Brady and the, the chemistry he has with his receivers to know that you're not, you, you know, you're supposed to be in this spot at this time. And I, I have confidence enough. In you. I'm going to throw it to this spot. I know you're going to be there. And um, you can see it a couple of times every now and again where they're not there, but it's very few times where they're not on the same page. Uh, I think that's a whole nother issue that we have to talk about that whole 
catch and moving forward rule and bobbling rule. They really have to address that in the off season and make something definitive because um, the Steelers, uh, what was it, Zach Miller in that catch? I think you know that was that was iffy. It's been a couple of iffy calls you see on on catches where probably should have been touchdowns and probably you know catches like you said the uh, the running back in the end zone with uh, Philly that probably shouldn't have been a catch. So. KG, what did you think about the Super Bowl? Give me your thoughts on uh, the Pats and the, and the Eagles. Well, first off, let me go ahead and I, I've been eating crow for the last three weeks. So I got a lot of leftover crow, but let me go ahead and apologize to you, Philadelphia, Nick Foles. So, you know, we share this. Let's make sure we, ch- we tag Philly and Nick Foles. I apologize for the game manager tag that I sided on him at the beginning of the playoffs. But the only reason why I saddled a game manager tag on him, because these are not his guys. He he had no chemistry, no continuity with these guys. So I'm like, well, you know, he's not going to come in and be the Nick Foles that we seen him be when he came in, what was that, two years ago when he was in Philly? Or was it three years ago? But when he came in and he blew through the league, he blew everybody away. I'm thinking that's not the Nick Foles we're going to see. I know he can play, but, I mean, it's going to take time. And he hit the ground running, and he he shut my mouth. I picked against Philly for various reasons, because I had been saying all season that, you know, Philly going to be at the top, but that fall going to be hard, because I'm used to Philly falling like that. Philly put on a show. They put on a clinic on defense. And then Foles just took the game. I mean, he threw for 373 with three TDs. Then they mixed it up with the run game with LeGarrette Blunt having 90 yards on 14 carries, Ajayi having 57 on nine. Then you got Clement had four receptions for 100 yards. I mean, geez. Tom Brady threw for 505 and three touchdowns, and you still lose? I, I, but I called it to be a slobber knocker. That's exactly what the Super Bowl was. It was a slobber knocker. It, it was very exciting. It, it was down to the last play because I really thought that Brady was going to heave that into the end zone. It was going to get tipped around and you know somebody was going to catch it and sneak right into the end zone and next thing you know we're going into overtime for the second straight year. But no such thing. Philly came, saw, and conquered. Congratulations. But with that Philadelphia win, it puts a lot of pressure on Dallas Cowboys and my Washington Redskins. Yeah, you're right. You're right because now you now they're the top dog in the NFC East. Um, and one of our topics was can they repeat as Super Bowl champions? And I, I'm saying it right now. I don't. I mean, unless you know the, the 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 Vikings or the Saints get a piece there. I mean, the Vikings they got a good, really good team. Um, it just depends on what that quarterback situation is going to be. Are they going to keep Case Keenum? Are they going to, you know, t- put Teddy Bridgewater back? It, it, that all depends on that. But I, I just – I can't go against what, what Philadelphia did in the playoffs. And like I said, it, it, it tells a lot about your team. Like anybody can go out and play one way. When you can go out and play multiple styles of ball and still come out victorious, I think it shows a lot about the team. And you had a MVP in the running with Carson Wentz before he went down. If Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt, 
he's NFL MVP. There is no Tom Brady MVP because of what they accomplished for the year. So I think you putting Carson Wentz right back in there, and he's going to be hungry now because he didn't win that Super Bowl. He has to prove now that he can take that team and win the Super Bowl because that basically that Nick, Nick Foles, you know, did his thing and, and, and got his Super Bowl and the MVP, you know. So now Carl, you're going to have a hungry Carson Wentz ready to come in, and I, I really think you're looking at them going back to the bowl. And um, I, I just don't see anybody in their way. They're just going to get better. I mean, I, they don't have any – besides Nick Foles, you know, I don't know if they have any key free agents that, you know, that, that's going to – they're going to lose, you know. That they only get stronger from here. What do, what do y'all – Well, Nick Foles is not a free agent. He's not a free agent? No, sir. He, pay, he has uh, one more year left on the contract at $7 million a year, $3 million guaranteed. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised – like, I, and I said I touched on this in the beginning of the show. I think the you you can't keep both of them. I don't think I don't think you're gonna keep. I don't think you keep both of them. I think the loser from the Eagles winning the Super Bowl and Nick Foles doing as well as he did with the MVP is Kirk Cousins, because before all this happened, Kirk Cousins is the coveted free agent quarterback on the market right now. Now you're gonna have, and now you don't. You don't know what the Redskins are gonna do with this whole. Uh, they can let just let him go. They're talking about franchise franchise tagging him to get, I guess, to get something back to make it more difficult for the uh, Kirk Cousins. That whole situation in DC is a mess. But if that's the case with Foles being still on the contract, I you, you're gonna get teams calling for him. I just don't see how. You know, you're not you, – you can't have him back up after he just won you a Super Bowl. You got to get him out of here because anything Carson Wentz does now is going to be a quarterback controversy. He has a two-pick game and they lose. It's going to be a quarterback controversy. What y'all fellas think? I mean, I, I think they could do it for one more year. But if I'm Philadelphia, I think I'm going to go ahead and just uh, trade them and get some value back for them, you know. Because they, they got some free agents, but most of these guys are – almost 30 and over that free agent. So they really not going to miss too much. But I'm I'm trading Nick Foles. Unless just in case you want to use him for insurance, just like Carson Wentz got hurt. You can't predict injuries, but it never hurts to have a um, a good backup everybody has confidence in. So, you know, I might, for $7 million, I'll ride out, you know, ride him out for one more year. But like you said, it kind of hurts Kirk Cousins because just think about it. Somebody else like Cleveland can trade for Foles and they're going to go ahead and pay them $7 million without having to pay Kirk Cousins all that money. And if uh, Nick Foles end up having a bad year, he's not going to um, – he shouldn't command that much more money. Well, so I, you might be huh? – I was saying I think if they move Kirk Cousins – which I think – not Kirkus, I'm sorry, Nick Foles. I think if they move Nick Foles, which I think they should because you, you, you could command what you want for him right now. He's a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. I think whoever he moves to, his agent is going to command a new deal. You're not going to pay him $7 million to play next season. That's out of the question. If he gets traded – it's a new deal coming with that because Jimmy Garoppolo just be, became the highest NFL paid player. Is that right, KG? 
Yes, one thirty-seven over five years, twenty-seven point five. So it's uh, per year. That'll choke you up, Jim. That'll choke you up. Yeah, I, that, that's, go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's 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 just no way that Nick Foles' agent is gonna let him go somewhere else, which I think he is, and get paid seven million dollars a year. He's, he's wherever he goes, it's gonna be hey, we we need to sign a new deal. You you sign you you know you got a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl champion, and quarterback, Super Bowl uh, MVP. We need a new deal. And we we did way more than Jimmy Garoppolo, so we <laughs> we want more money, and we've done more than Kirk Cousins did. Yeah, that that whole Garoppolo thing is. Jimmy, Wait, yeah. Kevin, you got it. You know something? No, no, I, I, y'all say it'll hurt Kirk Cousins, but it's too many places for Kirk to land. It is. For just just for him to be hurt. No. I mean, if anything, I think Nick broke the market up. Yeah, he because did. You're getting, he did. I'm not saying that they're in the same place, but you're getting a damn good quarterback in Kirk. Uh, no. Garoppolo <laughs> ran the money up. I I ain't paying yeah. Garoppolo 137 or nothing. Not for four games and a few games he won in New England. Well, John Lynch said he gave him that type of money because he was five and zero and he he wants to be here. Well, I want to be in San Francisco too for one hundred thirty seven million. I love to be there. Yes, I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's um, that's we'll, we'll see next year if Garoppolo's worth that money. But I agree with you, Jim. Yeah, Garoppolo did drive because if you're going to pay this man that for five games, you got a whole body of work from Kirk Cousins. And Nick Foles, yeah. So they're gonna ask for way more than they should. Man, and it's it's fair. It's like, hey, I, Kirk Cousins go like, if I don't get paid more than Jimmy Garoppolo, we're not talking. Makes sense, you know. Makes sense. So, ah, that's crazy. Um, let's go. Let's go to our next topic. And we we're staying in the NFL. We we stand with the Super Bowl. Hey KG, what's uh, Tom Brady's record in the Super Bowl? What is this? Uh, five and three. Five and three. <clears throat> Do y'all think we would be sitting here talking about Tom Brady's legacy because he lost three Super Bowls? Do y'all think? And this is a question that, that's come up a lot. Do you think his legacy is tarnished because he lost his third Super Bowl? It's a meme going around. Um that has him facing Joe Montana and basically says that uh, Joe Montana is officially back on the spot of greatest QB of all time. He's the GOAT. 4-0, 11 TDs, 0 interceptions, 3 MVPs in the Super Bowl. So what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think this is, is this, does this tarnish Brady's legacy? Any? I'm gonna give you the quick answer. Go ahead and take this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you the quick answer. No. Look, the man has led a single team to the Super Bowl like seventy-eight thousand times. I mean, what boy can you ask for? You can't. You can't win them all. You're bound to lose them. And and if that. If that tarnishes his career, then there should be a lot more people whose career should be tarnished from the things that they've done. I mean, the man is accurate. He's holding records for the Super Bowl. No way in the world he should be his uh, legacy should be tarnished. 
I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, if he the five Super Bowls, I mean, people are fighting for one. I mean, some people are just fighting to get to the Super Bowl. Hell, some people just want to show up to the media day at the Super Bowl. Nah, man. No way in the world this guy's legacy is tarnished. He's just too good. Now, if you want to include some of the little scandals that they had, maybe. But nah, nah. This guy is a, is a heck of a quarterback. What you think, KG? I'm going to have to go with Jimmy. I, I, I say no. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Let's look at his body of work. 68, I'm sorry, 63.9 completion percent career. Completion percent. 488, 488 touchdowns, 160 interceptions. Career, 97.6 passer rating. He's fourth all-time in passing yards. Tied for third in TDs. Fourth in completion percentage. He has five Super Bowls. Three MVPs. You can't. His body of work speaks more for himself. Like his body of work overshadows any scandal. It is it, Spygate, Deflate Gate, um, him being a crybaby. It, it, it overshadows all of that. Numbers don't lie. As much as I used to couldn't stand Tom Brady. Like I despised him. I despised him because he came from Michigan and I'm a Notre Dame fan. So I despised him. But I'm older now. I still despise him, but I got mad respect. Is he the greatest of all time? I, if he ain't, he number two. I cause I mean, who, who's who, number one? When we talk quarterbacks, yeah, quarterback. Who's number one? Jeez, if he if he's not number one. Season, who would you give it to? That's a great question. Who would you give it to? Because during the season, Joe Montana didn't really put up big numbers during the season. He put it up under the on the big stage during the playoffs and 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 in the Super Bowl. But you know, he didn't have really huge numbers in the season. So that sounds like a, I mean that sounds like a whole different topic for a whole nother show. Because that that yeah, because you have to delve into a lot, and that's a lot of quarterbacks to go through. Oh man, well. Hearing you guys talk about Tom Brady's legacy, and like I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm a Bills fan, lifelong. Um, this man has dominated, ate apart, carved up the AFC East since he started, since he's got that won that starting job. Um, eight Super Bowls. He lost to Eli twice and the Giants twice. He just lost to Philly. Um. Put a 500 yards passing in the in the bowl. I just does it tarnish his legacy? Ah, I, I just as much as I don't like the dude, I, I can't say that tarnishes his legacy. They were still there, and we're not talking about Tom Brady through interceptions to lose the game. That the defense couldn't stop Philly. I mean, Tom can't play defense too. I think somebody that's won five Super Bowls. Multiple MVP awards, Super Bowl. Yeah, I I just can't sit here and say his legacy is tarnished because he lost. A, I mean, if he was one in five in Super Bowl, maybe. 
but you can still make the all. I mean, the Buffalo Bills of the '90s would love to be in his position, winning five Super Bowls or one of them. So, like Jim said, it's people that just want to get there. They don't even. Con, this man's goal when he starts the season is to win the Super Bowl, not make the playoffs, not finish with nine wins, not to throw less interceptions. He's he's, he's going out there to dominate. I just I can't say his legacy is tarnished because of because of the Super Bowl. I, he played a heck of a game, and um, I, I'm gonna say no. I, I agree with y'all on this one. I, I'm gonna say no. Um, I agree with y'all 100. percent So. Man, but with that being said, we're gonna go to our next topic, and that, and we're gonna dive right into NFL free agency. We touched on it a little bit about uh, Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins, and some of the dominoes that can move around in the NFL. Um, Wish y'all take on the NFL free agency. What do y'all think? Who should reach out to Kirk Cousins, Nick Foles? What, 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 what do y'all think the best spot for these two players are? Man. Right off the top of my head for Nick, for Nick Foles, I would say the Jets. For Kirk Cousins, I would say uh, Denver. I was saying San Fran, but once San Fran locked Jimmy G up, that's pretty much it. But Depending on who actually hits the market as far as quarterback-wise, I don't think Kurt is going to be the first call. When it comes to free agent quarterbacks, he's not even the top quarterback on the list that's going to be a potential free agent this year. My man, and I heard talk from a respected source that uh, says Jimmy G got 23.7, I'm sorry, 27 point and a half a year. They say Drew Brees looking for 30 for the next three years. He wants a $90 million contract. Mm-hmm. How true is it? I don't know. But this is Drew Brees we talk about. I would give Drew Brees $50 million a season for what he does, what he brings to the game. But then you also have Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, uh, Sam Bradford. I mean, so you you got quarterbacks out there that's either online with Kirk or ahead of him. So, yeah, yeah. If, if he's difficult during this uh this free agent signing period, and he waits too long, he's gonna leave a lot of money on the table. Who are you talking about? Kirk Cousins. I mean, it, it, it's not his choice. He's basically playing. Uh, who can piss the furthest with the Redskins? Like they're really trying to, they really for some. I don't know what happened, but they really don't like each other. And like that whole article that came out about them putting a franchise tag on him just to, um, kind of like you know throwing a wrench in his, his uh his whole game. I mean, I can understand completely where they're coming from because I mean you're losing a franchise quarterback. Um. Jim, what's your thoughts? What do you think of, about the NFL free agents? Your boy Le'Veon Bell definitely made some demands. I think yeah, he's to sit out. He gets Give me your thoughts on NFL free agency. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a little sensitive subject for me. Look, man, look, get the man his money. I I can't even argue with him. The man is a runner, a catcher, a run blocker. I mean, path blocker. I, 
I mean, the guy does a lot. He's like 40% of the offense, man. I mean, you know, when you spend your offense between basically two guys, a wide receiver and a halfback, I, I mean, at this point, give them what you want. Hell, look, if Garoppolo give 137, then you can go ahead and pay Le'Veon 18, 17 to 20. I mean, easily, because he does what he does. I, you know, it's you know, I don't care for the hesitation too much because sometimes I think he depends on it too much. But once he gets running, I mean, you feed this man like 25 times a game, he's he's a beast. It's, look, just give him the money. You have to pay somebody eventually. Ben is on the downside of his career. Some money's going to free up eventually. Hey, you got to keep this offense together. And as far as Kirk Cousins, I don't know, man. Now, I didn't even realize Drew Brees was a free agent. Or potential free agent. I mean, yeah, that kind of puts uh, uh, Kirk Cousins at number three. You know, hopefully he can go someplace where he get a chance to flourish, man. Now, I don't think the Browns is it. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's um, uh, you know what? But you know, it's funny though. Y'all laughing, but just think about it. he just got Josh Gordon back too. He'll be in real good football got, shape by the time season starts. Go ahead, Kevin. And they got a lot of money under the cap. Yeah, so, uh, it, you know what? It's Cleveland, though. You know, you go in there, you just, you're like, man, this is Cleveland. <laughs> but they did sign uh, Todd Haley. So, if anybody who likes Todd Haley's offense, he could potentially get some people to come there. And like I say, now that's a team that might overpay and really mess up the salary cap. For people that, who are not that good, yeah, they gonna have to. Yes, have to. you know the Brown family. You know they do not. They like Cincinnati. They don't overpay for anybody. Like as good as Joe Joe Thomas is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I don't even think he's, he's top ten paid for his position. And he's a Hall of Famer. He's a mainstay in Cleveland. And I don't think he's even getting the money that he deserves. But he's just loyal to he's loyal to the team. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, man. But hey, you think about this: if we went and us three, we went to Cleveland, and they said, "Okay, here's the checkbook. Sign who you need." I think we, could, if they opened up the checkbook, we could put together a competitive team in Cleveland. Just us, off of what we know. And I mean, that's how how bad I think Cleveland management is. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Y'all go out to the most wildest free agents. It's like they put no thought into it. They just like, you know what? Uh, okay, let's get him. Hey, but they, well, they they can't draft. But yeah, all, all they got to do. Is, oh well, all they got to do is beat that money threshold, spend that seventy million, whatever it is, and then just pocket the rest. But at this time, it's just a functionality of the organization. I mean, they, they switched owners not too long ago. They can't keep a coach. They've been through the debacle with Manziel. I mean, they just. It's the just a debacle. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, a dysfunctional family. And, and, and if you think about it, you know, they cut Joe Hayden, one of their best players on their team. And he signed for, with Pittsburgh, and he made it to the playoffs. Just think how many other players might be sitting there saying, you know what? Uh, I hope they cut me so I can sign someplace else. You know, it's 
it makes you not want to go there. If you got if you got to be drafted, you like please, you want to pull an Eli Manning? I'm not going there. You know, it's it's crazy though. Well, let me let me let me let me shoot on the NFL free agency and uh and what I especially my beloved Buffalo Bills. Let me let me let me start off by saying one thing: Drew Brees is not going anywhere. The Saints are, Saints are going to pay him his money. I would really, I would be surprised, shocked if Drew Brees goes anywhere. So, with that being said, that leaves your top quarterbacks as being Kirk Cousins, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Now, if you're, we're not even the, the list goes. From Ryan Fitzpatrick down, we're not even gonna talk about those. those yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't worthy of being. Unless you want to throw interceptions. Yeah, they're not worthy of being backup quarterback. So we're not even gonna to touch on them. Um, I think if you want a stopgap quarterback, you you figure the Vikings are gonna keep probably Case Keenum more than likely. So that leaves Sad Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater probably. And I don't know what Teddy's contract situation is. Um. But if you're Buffalo, the Jets, Cleveland, um, Denver, um, who else am I forgetting that needs a quarterback? If you're any of those teams and you're not making a, a, a run for one of these quarterbacks, especially the top two, Kirk Cousins and, and Nick Foles we talked about, um, if you're not making a run, you, you, I don't think – that you're trying to win. Like, it's a quarterback league. If you don't have one of the top guys or somebody that can keep the chains moving and not make mistakes, um, you're you're not going to win. Buffalo made the playoffs with a very bad Tyrod Taylor. Very bad. Very bad. In, indecisive. Gun-shy. Call <laughs> it the Jason, Jason Campbell syndrome. Like, it just deer in the headlights, done. Um, here's what I like to see the Redskins do. The Redskins just got Alex Smith. Jarvis Landry is a free agent. Jarvis Landry is a free agent. Adam Robinson is a free agent. Jimmy Graham, Tyler Alfred, Antonio Gates. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. We we talked about it on um, another platform uh, about and everybody's talked about this, about surrounding Alex Smith with weapons. If you're serious about winning and you're the Redskins, you go get Jarvis Landry and you try to pry Tyler Eifert out of the Bengals because Tyler Eifert is basically Travis Kelsey, basically the same person. Um, and what school did he come from? Uh, what school did he come from? The <laughs> University of Notre Dame. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but and, and the same, but the same thing for Buffalo. Um, if you bring a, anybody, if you bring a quarterback in, you have to have some weapons. And, and we, we've talked about this so many times. It's hard, like that, that playoff game that the Buffalo played Jacksonville. That was a horrible game. I absolutely that game. That was a horrible playoff game and it's almost not fair to the Buffalo receivers to say that you know they get an F as a grade as a a unit because you had a a F minus quarterback back there that can't even 
spot wide open receivers. Good quarterbacks make people better. Tom Brady has done it over and over again. Drew Brees does it. Aaron Rodgers does it. You put some people down there, they make them better and, and vice versa. And if you got somebody like the year that Randy Moss and Tom Brady linked up where you got two uh, of the best at position, that's what happens when you start breaking records and stuff. You just take it to another level. But any team that gets one of these quarterbacks, you have to get them some weapons. And right now, um, I don't know when the signing period is exactly for the NFL, but it it's inter- it, it would be very interesting to see what the Redskins do as far as signing people and what these other teams do. Because the quarterback dominoes, the, the whole Garoppolo contract, that's really going to set the table for uh, foes and cousins. I really think that you won't see foes in an in Eagles uniform next year. I just don't – I don't think you can because – like I said, you don't want your franchise future quarterback went looking over his shoulder every five seconds, you know, once he does something that's, that's not, you know, good. And, and, you know, Philadelphia is a hardcore sports. As soon as that happens, you know, they're like, I put, put Carson Wentz back in. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, I just, it, it, it'll be really interesting to see. What goes on with the NFL free agency? I would like to see how the dominoes fall, and I would like to see my team that barely made the playoffs because of a botch Baltimore secondary. Uh, I would like to see them go get a quarterback, and I know a lot of teams would. A lot of teams that um, missing the playoffs and then and at the bottom of the barrel, quarterback is the answer. It has to be. So, um, hey. What are we going to next, fellas? Trade deadline mask in the NBA. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the trade deadline. I, I got a few questions for Jimmy, man. I, I, Jimmy, you about to be on the hot seat with this one. <laughs> well, bring it on, brother. Let's, let's, let's move on to the to the trade deadline. I think the, the whole – the um, – the uh, the biggest one that that started the dominoes was Blake Griffin to the Pistons. Um, that, that I, like when that came across the, the screen, it was just like, wow. So, so the Clippers got Tobias Harris, uh, Marijanovic, Avi Bradley, and a 2018 protected first round pick, 2019 second round pick for Blake Griffin. Griffin, Bryce Johnson, and Willie Willie Reed. Um, I'll say this on record before I give it to y'all guys. Um, when we talked about this on our other podcast before we came over here, I never, for the last five years, six years, when the Clippers had Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, they were Lob City. It always puzzled me when. The brass of the NBA, the the big guns that that you know uh, Stephen A. and all these guys would put them as contenders every year, and I just never saw that team ever in that light of being contender. And I think we talked about it before, KG. They never made it out the second round with that team. That team, not at all. That team was, in my eyes, that team was never going to get out of the West. 
um, to be uh, content. I'm, I'm surprised it took them so long to break that up. Um, but with that being said, um, let's run it. Let's run down some of these trades. What, what, which? Let's go to each of you guys. What for y'all? What was the biggest trade in your eyes? That kind of like uh, maybe it was a, it was a dumb move in your eyes, or you felt like it gives an, a, the team another life and and maybe you know swings them a couple points up. What you think? What y'all think? I got one for Jimmy. <laughs> now this this one that that, that it kind of sort of shocked me, but I know what they're thinking, so I'm like, okay, I understand it. But this trade gave Cleveland life again because you got after 15 games, Isaiah Thomas had became a problem, and locker room sources were saying that the whole deal with uh them having a closed-door meeting about Kevin Love having a flu, said Isaiah Thomas was the one poking at Kevin Love. Who are you to poke at Kevin Love? Who are you? <laughs> Kevin Love has a championship in Cleveland. You have nothing. You have no right to speak on him. But I cheat the Lakers. Jimmy, what in the world are y'all going to do with IT for the next for the rest of the season? Because y'all he, expiring contract, yes. But y'all not going to resign him. You gave up Larry Nance Jr. I like that kid. I really do. What are y'all going to do with IT? <laughs> yeah, uh, let me put my professional voice on because I don't want to get too irate. Now, seriously, though, when I first heard it, cause I, I, I love some Jordan Clarkson. Like, that was the number two pick from the Wizards in, I think, 2012 or 13. They only paid, like, a couple of million for that pick. And it turned out to be a good pick. I mean, he's he's developed every year. He became a better scorer, a slightly better defensive player. He can handle the ball. He'll take it to the hole. I mean, his three-point shot has progressively gotten better. Uh, the Larry Nance Jr. thing, he was getting better, too. He's working on his jump shot. We know he'll post to anybody. And, you know, once I saw somebody say the Lakers then traded for Isaiah Thomas and Chandler Fry, I was kind of heated. So I was like, don't mess with the Lakers. They're a young core. They just need a few more pieces. Let them grow up together. And I was, I was really kind of upset. And then I thought about it. I know Chandler Fry is out of there. Bam, he out. But on the court, he can spread out the offense and shoot some threes. Unreliable on defense, defense pretty much, but he can't shoot the threes. And I'm thinking Isaiah Thomas. Like, this guy is back from injury, 15 games. If this would have been the Phoenix Isaiah Thomas, I was cool with it. I would have been happy with it. But the only thing concerned me is five foot eight. That's my only thing. Offensively, he's a monster. But now I'm like, ah. But look, we ride him out for the rest of the season, and he's gone. And then we go on the bigger and better fish next year and the season after that because we done freed up more money. I mean, only thing that's really holding Lakers back now is Lou Dane's contract. But Ooh, leave my man Lou alone. If that's my man. Yeah, but just think about it. If he's going to get a chance to play and potentially lead the Lakers to maybe the number 10 spot in the West, maybe. You know, he just needs to keep his mouth shut. For me, he's already starting off wrong, talking about he's not coming off the bench. Look, 
you'll come out the top row of the E section and the no please section if I need you to. Be happy you're on the team. Be happy that you're able to play. Be happy that somebody wanted you, even with your hip injury, after 15 or 16 games of not looking like yourself. Shut your mouth and play ball. He And he just needs to do that. He's a liability on defense. And like you said, Kevin, he really can't call out nobody. But at the same time, Kevin Love is a little slightly incons- inconsistent. But like Kevin Love has a championship. And his inconsistency is defense. That's why you post up the five foot eight guy and go low at him. <laughs> I mean, that, you take advantage of everything you can. So, you know. But now, see, now think about this. Now, this is a, a total same challenge, but two different players. Now, Nate Robinson, five six. But you couldn't post Nate Robinson up. When you tried to, you the bigger man trying to post Nate Robinson. When you get that first bump and that ball hit that floor, Nate got the ball. He got another way. Easy dunk. It's like, I don't know what it is. IT is just, I mean, on being 5'8, he's small like Earl Boykins. I mean, he's just a little thing. But Nate but, Robinson was cock diesel strong. See, you already, you already answered your question right there. IT is light. Nate Robinson, he has tree stumps for legs, you know, and he can run. Like you say, as soon as you bounce that ball, he snap it, he gone to the other end, he dunking it. You know, if Isaiah snatched the ball and he running down there for a layup, hell, he might just pull up from the free throw line with nobody around just to do it. You know, but it's like two different monsters. I mean, Nate Nate's base is stronger than IT's. So I don't even know if that's even a a, a mm. fair comparison. And also, Nate can still shoot. So, you know. Yeah. Nate will bomb it from anywhere. Nate cross half court. He might pull up. A- exactly. But, you know, overall, I know it's for the future, and that's how I'm trying to look at it for the Lakers. It's a, it's a future move. They got rid of two years, $25 million with Clarkson. They gave up a young guy in Nance. But – like my boy Kyle Kuzma, I'm telling everybody, Kyle Kuzma is a monster. And this kind of lets you free up Nance, too, and free up Jordan Carson. Because Kuzma can bring up the ball and still go down low and still has a nice jump shot. He ain't going to jump out the gym like uh, Larry Nance, but, you know, you got to think about what they kept on offense and, you know, they run that team. I, just, I think that's a if, – if it happens – and I, with Magic pulling the strings, everybody wants to go to the Lakers this summer coming. And, it, and I mean, they're talking – first it was LeBron to Golden State. Now they're talking, well, with this move, LeBron to L.A. Then, well, we get LeBron to L.A., max deal. You can still offer Paul George a max deal because you got enough money. Yep. So you got LeBron and Paul George, and then you just got these young guys around them. And I'm like, man. It's, it's, it just – and, but think about it. You get rid of Lou Aldane's contract, and that's why when they got that's that, and, and when that's why when they got that first pick from Cleveland, you know, everybody was thinking they were gonna package that with Lou Aldane to get him off the books. Cause you gotta think about it. Jerry Buss and Miss Cupjack tore them up. I mean, Magic and uh, I forgot my man, the new guy, GM. He they've done a great job. They the Lakers today could be stuck with Mars Golf. And Luau Dang. Two big contracts they should have never signed these people to. But luckily, the Lakers was able to offload uh, Moscow to the Nets along with uh, D'Angelo Russell. 
And they just sit, sitting on uh, Luau Dang, which in turn, I say buy the man out. I want to jump. What? That's the I want to jump in here, guys, because I want to touch on my beloved Washington Wizards. And I'm hearing y'all talk about Magic and the Lakers and them, them making moves and, and Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, not afraid to move people. And I'm not saying that um, I want the Wizards just willy-nilly make trades, but if I, I I assume the goal when you start the season is to win the NBA championship, and if your team isn't um, to that standard, then you either have to clean house, make moves, or find pieces to help you achieve that. And it's sad to say that with Cleveland making all the moves they did, I still can't put them Washington ahead of Cleveland. Um, I think another free agency year went past, a deadline went past, and the Washington Wizards did absolutely nothing. Uh, I would have liked to see them um, go get an athletic big man. It didn't have to be DeAndre Jordan. But I always say, the like the Wizards right now, to me, they're baking a cake. And this is every team. And most of the teams, like the top teams, they have all the ingredients, all the stuff. The Wizards have all the agreement, but they're missing they're missing a pan. So they have nothing to put their cake mix in. I don't know what it is. When Bradley Bill's gone, they play better. When John's gone, they play better. It's less, I guess, you know, they don't have to fight for the ball or whatnot. Um, I think you got two of the same players in Kelly Uber and Otto Porter. I love Otto Porter, hometown, Georgetown. Um, I think Ubre is a more athletic, quicker version of him. Uh, auto auto Porter shot is better. Three point shot is better. Uh, Kelly Oubre's getting there. Kelly Oubre can light it up from outside. So um, I understand they had to resign him over the summer versus losing him. But at the same time, it, 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 I envy these teams that are not afraid to make deals to get people to ship people out. You have to mix it up. I mean. Or else you're going to – this team has proven to you that they're fourth or fifth seed. A fourth or fifth seed. That they've proven this to you year in and year out. So, obviously, it's something there that needs to be shaken up and changed. Um, and I, and they didn't do that this trade deadline. So, it will, I think we'll see another, you know, another semifinals. If they get hot, maybe at East Finals. But I, I just – I think – the pieces that Cleveland added and take it, took away, I think that gives more more courtroom, more ball space, more shots. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the players that they got aren't, you know, Dwayne Wade and, and Isaiah Thomas where they command the ball. So I think they put themselves in a good position. It'd be interesting to see the next 10 or 15 games and watch chemistry and stuff and, um, and, and see how they're going to play. But right now, East Finals. Who do y'all got? Who do y'all got with the moves that were made? Who do y'all got in the West Finals? And who do y'all got top two teams in the East? Who who y'all think are going to meet up in the in the West and the East Finals in the NBA? Man, I mean, it's easy. West, you already know. If if Golden State get it together, you know Golden State gonna be one. Exactly. But now. A surprise team, and I said this now. This goes down now. The Wizards are saying they're looking at Dirk Rose. Now I'm a huge Dirk Rose fan, but if he goes back to Minnesota, I'm sorry, not back to 
he goes to um, Minnesota to play with Tibbs. Oh my goodness, Minnesota's gonna take over. You got Tibbs, uh, Jimmy buckets, my man Taj out of USC. D Rose back together. Oh my goodness, they are gonna ball in Minnesota. I got Minnesota taking it to the uh, Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Did you say Minnesota? <laughs> Minnesota. I thought. I was, yeah, I, I thought. I thought. My What's the basis of Tim's Tim's philosophy? Hold teams to 79, 80 points, and all you need to do is score eighty eight. That's it. Hey, Derrick hey, Rose hey. may not be the Derrick Rose of two thousand eight. He may not be MVP. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. <laughs> Play ball. Hey, uh, hey, Kevin. Would you say Tim's motto is what? You gotta hold teams to 79, 80 points. Hey, you gotta look. play defense. <laughs> hey, hey, Derek Rose can barely hold his Achilles together. So, <laughs> hey, look, bro. If that, yeah, I, I'm going to go to state. I, yeah, Minnesota has a nice team. I ain't gonna give me. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it was going to be because of Derrick Rose, man. Uh, I, th- I think when I you think... got a point guard in the system, man, he knows everything that you want already. He's coming in. He's trying to prove I'm back. I'm back. That's what he's been trying to prove. He hasn't been on the team where he can prove that he is back. He's not going to be the hot. No, he didn't develop a little mid range jumper when he was with the Knicks. He averaged 18 and 9. 18 and 9 is very respectable still. Well, I, I like think, you reaching I, out there. Well, my th- I think for the East, I think for the East finals in the NBA, you go, you're going to get the Celtics and the Cavaliers. I, I really think that's going to be, like I said, the Wizards. The Wizards. So, what'd you say? That's the dream baby matchup. That's what they want. That's what the media wants. That's what everybody wants. So, so you, think, you said think, Celtics and the Cavs? Yeah, in the East Finals. So you ain't are y'all not giving the Bucks a shot at all? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think. I, that's, I don't think in a who? seven game series. I don't think in a seven game. It, 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 you know what? I, and I'm, I'm I'm reaching with the Cavaliers. I would. We haven't seen we haven't seen the new Cavaliers, but I don't think in a seven game series that the Bucks can beat the Cavs or the Celtics. I, and the Raptors got the best. Um, the best record in it, well, they not technically they're number two, but I don't even, I'm not even paying the Raptors no attention. I forgot about no the Raptors. Yeah, I'm not paying them no attention. They, it's, it's we Celtics. I think that the piece, like I said, I think the pieces the Cavaliers got are going to mess well with LeBron and his, you know, demanding the ball on the floor. I think that's going to work well. You're going to see them in the finals. Um. The West, it's going to be the Warriors and the Rockets. I don't think anybody can hang with them two teams. Um, you're talking about seven-game series. You know, I just, I just don't see just don't see anybody outscoring those teams. I think that will be a shootout, an absolute shootout in the West Finals for them, for them two teams. Um, but we, we shall see. Like I said, Cleveland has a lot to prove right now. As bad as Cleveland been playing the – the Wizards only one game, well, a game and a half behind them. So that tells you just how unstable the Wizards have been. The Wizards actually should be probably five or ten games win, uh, more wins, but they keep losing the teams that they should be blowing out. You know, they keep playing down. They the play down to their competition. 
they do it every year. And it, and, 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 and at some point, I guess you got to, you got to, I, I guess it's a little bit of everybody's fault. I would put Scott Brooks in there. Um, and you got and you got to blame your superstars. Y'all have to get ready for these teams that are at the bottom of the burrow, the Hornets, you know, the Nets, Magic. You shouldn't be Hawks. The Hawks, you shouldn't be losing these teams. So, um, yeah, the, that's it's gonna be interesting to see when we we come back next Saturday. We'll we'll probably I want to see the the Cavaliers. I want to see a body of work for a week and just see how they play defensively and offensively, how they mesh well together. Because, you know, the guys that came there now are going to have a new new jolt of energy. They feel like they can get to a championship with LeBron. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Agreed. So, but, hey, fellas, I think for our first Anchor podcast, I think we did a great job. What y'all think? Yeah, it was fun. I think it was pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, any, I liked it. Hey, anybody, like I said, anybody that's listening on Anchor, please favorite the station, sh- uh, share us, shout us out. Uh, name of our podcast is Out of Bounds. Um, I'm BJ. We got Jim. We got KG, all co hosts. Like I said, we, we're going to come to you uh, right now. The schedule's every Saturday, uh, bringing you the hot button topics in sports. And just giving you our take on it. And we hope y'all have fun with us and uh, chime in, call in, uh, hit us on Twitter, whatever you want to do, man. Just welcome all type of uh, feedback. If you want to, you know, go at one of the topics with us, hey, come on with it. We, you know, we'll be waiting for you. But that's what we, we're going to wrap it up. We ain't going to hold y'all too much longer. I think we think we get a, a okay job. We, we got more to come and we're just going to get better. Guys, say your goodbyes. We're going to wrap this thing up. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook, Out of Bounds Podcast on Facebook. Yep, thank you for that. We got the Out of Bounds uh, page, and we'll try to put it in our, our bios, our links. Um, we're going to try to do some things in the future, maybe do a live, a live show. Um, on Facebook, I think that'd be cool. Um, like I said, you know, I, anybody that's listening, appreciate you, definitely appreciate you. And uh, we will see you Saturday around the same time and we'll touch some buttons on what's going on next week. Uh, for me, myself, BJ, Jim, KG, we appreciate y'all listening and everybody have a good, safe weekend. We'll see y'all next week.